and welcome to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and I teach in Fort Myers, Florida, kindergarten through fifth grade, PE. So welcome, and I'm glad you're here. Now, for the summer, I'm actually recording this in the summertime. I love the summertime, it's great, isn't it? But uh, a few things. So I'm going to record on some things I'm listening to on Audible, and I want to talk about things, um, some books I'm reading, um, I guess reading or listening to, like I said, on Audible, and just some podcasts I've been listening to and trying to enrich my mind and putting that back out there in the podcast world for all of you to hear. And so today I want to start talking about practice and one of the books I've been wanting to read for a long time. And when I say read, yes, my wife would say, you didn't read it, you listened to it. However, yes, I listened to it. But I read the book Peak by Anders Ericsson, and that is a book I've been wanting to quote-unquote read for a long time. So I want to get into that right now in this episode. It is about peak. It is about learning and practicing and all that cool stuff. So here we go. All right, PE Nation. Now, I don't know where to go with this exactly because my head is all over the place on this practice thing. And I want to talk about another book I was listening to on Bobby Fischer and how he was a chess prodigy. And I'm listening to a book about Josh Waitskin, who is the or who was the focus of searching for Bobby Fischer. And then he became a champion at uh, Tai Chi as well. I couldn't think of it. Tai Chi. So, and just about learning in general, there's a lot of things I want to talk about this summer. So I want to start today on the book I already finished called Peak by Anders Ericsson. Now, if you listen to my podcast at all for a while, you know that I enjoy anything that talks about talent or sports or hard work and just the science behind it. It's just my thing. I don't know. It's just what I really like to read and or listen to. I'm just going to say read from now on. So if I read it, it might have been audible or might not have been, but for the most part, it's books I've read. If you haven't tried Audible yet, though, it's it's awesome. I, uh, it's really, it's definitely worth it, and I love listening to podcasts, and now it's all about books and podcasts. So, anyways, the book Peak by Anders Ericsson is a famous book, and actually a book that I, I really did read by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers talks about it, as well as some of the other talent books that I've talked about before, like Daniel Coyle's book, Talent is Overrated, and... Uh, the Talent Code. I'm sorry, that's Daniel Coyle. And then the other one is Talent is Overrated by... I forgot his name. Anyways, um, those other talent books. Couldn't think of his name. Uh, Jeff Colvin, I believe. So, anyways, the talent books, they kind of all reference Anders Ericsson. So he is a, uh, a researcher, um, a do- you know, has a doctorate, and he teaches at uh, Florida State University. And so he's done lots of research on you know, how people learn and how the, the quote-unquote geniuses you know, get to their, the top of their game or if they're an expert at anything like chess or golf or, I mean, anything. Um, they even talk about somebody learning numbers, and that was a big thing about how they, uh, if someone repeats numbers to you and then you have to repeat them back, you know, how, how like your memory like memory champions. So, you know, how they became great at that, which sounds a little weird, but it's it's pretty cool. So there's three types of practices that he goes through. One is just 
practice. And that's a lot of what you and I do, I think. And he talks about this, and this is a kind of a, not a buzzword, but a, a thing, 10,000 hours. You need 10,000 hours of deliberate practice, which we'll get to, to become an expert in something. And 10,000 hours, though, doesn't just mean you, you know, you play and you practice and, and whatever, and you're an expert. Because if that was the case, I would be on the PGA Tour. I've, I've been practicing golf for a long, long time, and I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm maybe a little bit above average, okay? But I'm definitely not ready for the tour. So, and, and I'd like to keep talking about it. I think golf would be a good um, focal point because if I can relate that to everybody here. So, if you, if you just practice golf, okay, um, I'll, go, I'll tell you about mine, my journey. So, when I was about seven, I want to say, I took group lessons. And then I would go out on the course and we'd play a little round, you know, with the, I guess, the boys and girls my age. And I wasn't that, that very good at all. <laughs> but I kept playing. And I didn't, I didn't play a ton, but I played enough. And then as I got older, I played more. I still had a pretty bad slice most of the time. Um, goes to the right, which really stinks. So then when I was in my, I want to say 20s, I took some lessons um, that for, at my dad's course, and I got better. I corrected the slice. I still slice a little bit here and there, but basically corrected that part of my game, and I got better. And then I would go to the driving range and I'd hit a bucket of balls uh, and, you know, put around a little bit and chip around a little bit and call it, a, call it a day. And then go on the, I almost used to go every Saturday, just about, um, long, about uh, before I was married, I guess, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, every, every Saturday morning, I, me and a group of guys would go and, um, you know, I got better. I, I did okay. I definitely put in my 10,000 hours, I think, between all that, but it didn't make me an expert. And that's what I think a lot of us do. We practice, might take a lesson or two, get some tips from some friends, you know, some people a little better than us, and we get a little better, we play, it's good. And if you wanna be, you know, average to above average at, at lots of things, you know, that, that's a good goal to have, you know. Follow that, that lesson, follow that plan, I guess. Um, that is just practicing. Now, number two is purposeful practice. And I think this is where people get mixed up on purposeful and deliberate practice. So purposeful practice, hopefully I can say that right, is where you set target goals and you stretch the goals just beyond your comfort. So, you know, you want to keep growing because if you just keep staying in that comfort zone, you're not going to get better. And if you keep, you know, um, maybe I'll talk about tennis for a second. I kept getting better at tennis and I never took any lessons. I had people teach me in high school um, the grips and, and how to play and I got I got better. I got a lot better actually playing in college. And then, um, but I always like playing against people that are better than me because if I played against somebody that was better than me, I, I got better. And I think that goes for almost every sport or um, game like chess. You need to play against opponents that are a little bit better than you. Not, not too much better because then you'll give up or you'll quit or you'll get discouraged. But if you play, constantly play against people that you can beat, then you don't, you don't get any better. So along with this, you set measurable goals, measurable outcomes. So you, there is an actual, you don't just, don't just go and hit a bucket of balls if we're talking about golf again. You have specific things you're going to work on each time. You're focusing. Um, you have, you know, th things that are attainable that you can reach. And you, you might even keep a journal and write down where you left off, where you want to go. 
And so it's, it's measurable and it's purposeful. And that is number two. Now, number three is deliberate practice. And this is where people either become masters at something or they say, that's not for me. Now, I'll kind of go into Shape America either this episode or next one, but I, I think that's where they get it wrong. They think deliberate practice is, is our goal in PE. And I mean, it could be, but I don't, from what I've read and what I've researched and, you know, just in general, I, I don't think it's possible to be this deliberate with our practice. So here's the deal. First of all, it is focused, just like purposeful. It, it There are stretch goals and we keep improving. You keep going beyond your comfort zone. You know, it's measurable. Everything with per, as far as purposeful goes. But deliberate practice is, first of all, it's te- you need a teacher or a mentor. You need somebody to teach you because it's very rare that somebody gets better without a teacher. I mean, even the best of the best. I mean, Tiger Woods has a golf co- a swing coach. He has a coach. You know, um, everybody pretty much has a coach. You know, eventually I'll get more and deeper into Bobby Fischer, but even though he claims he didn't have a coach, he really did have mentors that helped him along the way. So these are, this is part of deliberate practice. And the thing that isn't mentioned in the Shape America book is it's not much fun. And that's a big thing. I mean, it's it's repeatable over and over and over again. The 10,000 hours, the focus, the hard work, the hustle, it is just beyond some people's, well, everybody's comfort zone, but beyond what some people want to put in. Some people will just be like, no, that's not for me. I, I'm, I'm good at being average above average. This is for the elite. This is all in all the time, thinking about it, practicing it. Yes, taking breaks. And, and breaks are important because you can't just go all out all the time. You need to take a break and then go back and then take a break and then go back. And it is uh, the most powerful way to get better at something. And it's very rare that somebody becomes world-class at, at really anything. But to put it into the PE context, you know, I think we're going to be, uh, like my goal is to get my students their practice. And I'd say purposeful practice, but I don't think it's my goal for deliberate practice. Plus, it's in a group setting. My, you know, we're all in a group settings. Um, from what I've read in all these books, and especially in, in this book, Peak, I, it's very rare that these are in group settings, that people become like world-class. And I don't think that's our goal for, as PE teachers to make our students world-class. It's to make them good to above average at, at everything or as many different things as we can. So that's just my take on it. And now it's time for your cowbell tip of the day. All right, so your tip of the day is, first of all, think about what you want for your program. Now, if you want to really work on practicing different skills, again, that's awesome. I do too. But I think between the time we have with our students and the group setting, it's just, it's, and we want to make it fun. You know, deliberate practice is not much fun. It's very focused. So I'm aiming for a purposeful practice where they can set goals, they focus and it's measured as much as we can and they work towards those specific things. That's my goal as a PE teacher. 
And the three F's, by the way, of deliberate practice are focus, feedback, and then fix it. So we, we still want that. We still want to focus on a goal. We want to provide feedback. And then we want to fix it. And we want to put them in learning conditions and learning environments that allow them to do that. So that is my goal for you and my goal for me for the following year. Please let me know what you think about that. And that is your cowbell tip of the day. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. As always, go to supersizephysad.com for more information. And I'd love to hear what you think about this because you may not agree with me. And that's okay. That's why I want to have these conversations. And I think it's important in PE to have meaningful conversations of various topics. I mean, everybody is different. This isn't a one-size-fits-all you know, uh, program out here. It's, it's many different opinions, different environments, different everything. So love to hear from you at supersizephysed.com or please leave a review. And that would help out the podcast as well. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with anybody. Share with somebody that would like to listen to this. <laughs> and have a great day. Have a great weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, you guys and girls are awesome. Here is a new beat for you.